0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Tom, it is episode 337 of The Spanish Announce Table. I'm Tim. You're Tom. You know this. Folks may not. That's why we put it conveniently down here on the bottom row for you. Also, we put up here on the top row, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Go check that out. All the social medias, all the plugs, all the ways to donate, all the things to buy. I don't want to bore you too much. Uh, Get in the chat. Let us know uh, if there's any problems with this stream. Let us know if you can't hear us. Let us know. We don't know. We're going in this thing blind. Tom, how are you feeling? Yeah, you're fine. You've never sounded better. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding,
0: just to see if the people are paying attention on the stream. I am doing well, Tim. But you know what? Enough about us. Who cares? Let's talk about pro wrestling, because that is what the people are came to listen about not about us gas bagging although we are the stars of the show just to let you know uh let's get into it there was a lot that happened we have an nxt takeover we got a very boring monday night raw we had a AEW dynamite from last friday to talk about and then we got some pics about hell in the cell so let's get it all kicked tom, off with our favorite tom, show
1: i'm excited I got, I got notes i took notes tom notes oh,
0: that is, that is something for you, Tim. I tell you what, I don't think I can recall the last time you did that, but you did it this show. I barely know how to write. I know. That's why I'm so shocked, but good for you, Tim. Let's kick it off with our favorite show. Our favorite show currently is still All Elite Wrestling AEW Dynamite. Again, this was not on a Wednesday night as it typically airs, but because of the NBA playoffs, it was on a Friday night, Friday night, June 11th at nine o'clock after SmackDown. So a little late night showcase for AEW. but it kicked off with Christian Cage versus mm-hmm. Angelica with Matt Hardy. Christian Cage gets the victory here. But what did you think of the match?
1: I think I'm bored with Christian Cage now. That didn't oh, take long apparently, man.
0: You are wrong. I'm wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong.
1: Okay. okay. All right. I'm no, all wrong. I mean,
0: Hey, it's your opinion. But you wrong. Uh, I love Christian Cage. I'm tired of the other half of this match—not Angelico, uh, or Angelico uh, specifically, but the Matt Hardy family compound, whatever the hell we're calling. Oh, him. of
1: course, yeah, that's bad.
0: That's the part that I'm tired of. But the aspect of Christian Cage starts with the Mid Carters, has to fight, you know, claw, scratch, and tear his way up the rankings. I enjoy because. What typically happens if you go back to, you know, the days of TNA getting all the former WWE stars is former WWE star Rhino or former WWE star Christian Cage just goes right to the top. And it's just like, no, because you're devaluing the rest of your roster when you just say this person from the other company is better and so I like the idea that Christian Cage has to go through Frankie Kazarian then has to go through an Angelico and then it's not easy it's not as if he's just hitting kill switches and be like huh I'm uh, man sure everything is hard for him. And I think that's the fun story that we're telling with Christian Cage.
1: Well, and I think that may not be, yeah, I may not be bored with Christian Cage as much as I am bored with the way they're presenting this Christian Cage storyline. Because again, it's helico, and it's.
0: Yeah, know. I think, I think the thing that I want to see more of, because I am reading a little bit in, in between the lines with Christian cage is I want to hear Christian cage say these things, right? Cause when we're seeing him on dynamite, he is having to go to plan B, C and D to get the victory. Now I want to hear him say that go, you know, it's been seven years since I've been in the ring. I think I might've lost, you know, Lost a step. I still think I can be champ, but man, today's roster is just packed with talent. Look how hard I'm struggling with guys that aren't even ranked in the top five. Like if he were to say those things, I think the story of Christian Cage fights his way from the bottom to the top would be a little bit better told because as I just said, I think I'm reading into that and it's not actually being explicitly told, but nonetheless, that's how we kicked off AEW Dynamite again. Christian Cage gets the victory. Uh, post-match Matt Hardy, you know, again, Matt Hardy does Matt Hardy stuff. Um, and then, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just nobody likes
1: that either. Nobody, nobody wants the Matt Hardy stuff.
0: Well, cause okay. So Matt Hardy attacks, uh, Christian cage gets the twist of fate. Um, and then they're beating him up, but then jungle boy comes out. This was interesting because this is the first of two appearances from Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy comes out, makes the save, chases off uh, Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. So I guess we're going to continue this friendship of Jurassic Express, but specifically Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Do you think we get anything out of that? Or is this just baby faces being cool and then we go our separate ways?
1: I think so. If anything, maybe Christian is like you know, behind the scenes working with them maybe or something. And so they're just pairing them up maybe, but I, yeah, I hope there's not like this sting Darby Allen thing, which, you know, what we might get into later, but
0: yeah. And I think, I think, you know, we're starting to see maybe some, uh, riff between Darby Allen and sting. And again, we'll get to that in just a second, but where I think this could potentially go, what I think is, Uh, you know, foreshadowing a little bit here. We see Jungle Boy interact with Kenny Omega. And again, we'll get to that uh, when it happens in the show. But I think we're going to have Christian Cage potentially cost Jungle Boy the match with Kenny Omega. Jungle Boy right now is on fire getting pushed to the moon i think everyone sees him as that next generation of aw talent after the Kenny omegas and the young bucks kind of make their way to that legacy route and then it's going to be the mjfs jungle boys darby allens but you can't really bury jungle boy so i think he's going to look strong against Kenny omega but i think this is where we get the christian cage like hey I was just here to help you, pal. You need my help. And then it's like, I don't fucking need anything from you. And then that's the,
1: I am going to say this. I I think if we're going to have Christian moving forward, doing some stuff, it'll probably be more entertaining as a heel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Christian cage as a heel one, it it was done obviously uh, as a tag team with edge. And he did it a little bit uh, as uh, a singles competitor on SmackDown and a little bit in ECW WWE as well. But I think, yeah, we haven't really tapped into the Christian Cage can really go full heel, dastardly veteran, you know, underhanded tactics. So yeah, I, I would like to see maybe a Christian Cage uh heel turn sooner rather than later. So after that matchup we got a Cody Rhodes special announcement and this was a turn in the punch bowl. Dude, I All right of them
1: we have talked enough about how Cody Rhodes is up his own ass, Mm -hmm. but my God, the special announcement from Cody Rhodes, the big special announcement is I'm going to have another tag match just like the last one I did. And this time it's going to be with a guy you didn't even know fucking existed until this announcement. That's the fucking announcement. And,
0: (laughs) and on top of that, I guess where I got a little more aggravated is that it wasn't Arn Anderson making the announcement. It's, his son and again if you want to paint the storyline that brock uh and cody have been best friends forever and now it's his best friend making his in-ring debut okay but all you said is second generation talent and he's gonna be with me and that sucked
1: and did this kid know he's gonna be on tv tonight look like we pulled him off of the fucking yacht having brunch to just (laughs) like come out here and stand like dad does and and act tough Oh, he looked like he
0: owned a lawn service that's doing like really well and having to expand. And he's pissed because now he has to rely on people he thinks are dumber than him. Like yeah. he looked like every lawn care guy right out of high school. That's going to expand his business. I just, eh, you know, Hey, but again, he did fine. It was probably a lot of pressure for him. This was the first time on national TV. It was standing next to his dad and next to Cody, and he had to get physical. So I imagine there were, were some things going through his head. I'm not going to particularly judge him, you know, right off the, the first impression. I'm going to give him a little bit of time. But, yeah, Cody makes the announcement that he's going to have a, a, a match with Aaron Solo and Cutie Marshall. And it's gonna be him and Arne Anderson's son Brock, and it's gonna be July seventh in Miami. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, I, could, I couldn't care less. Hey, before we keep moving on, shout out to the chat room. We got Big Josh in the chat room, chatting it up, going back and forth. You guys join in, and we'll make you famous too. Uh, and stay yeah. tuned for more making Big Josh famous and tweet the tables.
0: Yeah, Josh, thanks so much. Oh, and he yeah. asked
1: if we're live or live the tape, no, we're live, pal.
0: We're live, pal. We're I'll live, tell you pal. <laughs> yeah, fucking bullshit. See, look at that. That wouldn't make Uh, live to tape. You've never heard us cuss on this podcast before. (laughs) Yeah, never. (laughs) Hey, so let's get back into AEW Dynamite. Next up, we had a trios match. It was Mm -hmm. the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler taking on Pac Penta El Cerro Mito and Eddie Kingston. This was fun. As much as I (sighs) dislike the Young Bucks storytelling, uh outside of the ring they can do a good story tell you know storytelling in the match in the match and, and yes. they did well with this one
1: yes i f- i feel like calling them the king of the indies for that reason because like you could show up everything's entailed in this one little story raw at the thing you know out the, the curtains and we da, 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 whoop, da, oh, oh, boo that man and they're gone and then end of story and but they do it every time and that's what i mean like this feels like there's nothing here it just feels like we're spinning our wheels with this stuff. And then even so much with Frankie Kazarian. Like I want to really like this Frankie Kazarian storyline. Yeah. And I feel like it's never going to get off the ground much because it's just like there's no real storyline with the Young Bucks and with Kenny like I mean he's just going to randomly attack him with no rising action, no no conflict, no none of it. It just feels like here we go again, right? Young Bucks must pose a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. And I think with the Frankie Kazarian thing specifically is typically with, you know, a hunter of any kind. And he is the elite hunter. uh, You get someone identified as your first target, right? You usually see like a checklist of people, you know, who he's going to take off, uh, you know, or out of the elite. And with this though, he's just running in there and punching everyone, which again is okay. But like, now you just kind of look like a crazy loon who just is upset that your tag team's no longer, a part, you know, in a W so like. I don't know. There's no sophistication and structure to Frankie Kazarian. So now he kind of feels flat to me, but nonetheless, uh, he did uh, come in to help post-match Pac uh, Penta and Eddie Kingston did get the victory. Again, this was at the expense of Brandon Cutler. He was the butt of all the jokes. The young bucks blamed him for everything. He's the young boy, which again hasn't been explained to someone who doesn't watch Japanese pro wrestling do a little bit better. I understand don't insult some people's intelligence, but, also explain some more things to people. That's a sidebar. Um, but it looks like we're going to get uh, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler, I think, uh, taking on Penta, Eddie, and then Frankie Gazarian. So now we're actually going to see Frankie Gazarian uh, in a little bit of tag team action. <sighs> yeah, yeah, like you said, the Young Bucks must pose. Here, Here's the yeah. thing I do want to say, though. Uh, Penta, this is is fucking over with everyone everyone watch watch it on the pay-per-views watch it on dynamite man death triangle is great in the sense that it's a cool name and when you need something to fill 15 minutes of time put them in a trios match and you're going to get some fun stuff but penta needs to be pushed to the moon let's get him some tnt championship matches let's get him in the world title picture again like he's a star man and on top of that I don't know how you feel about this. I've said it a million times, but a uh, lot of white guys just at the top of the card. You want to, yeah, you know, you want to have some diversity just a little bit. I agree.
1: And I think Pinta is like, he's got charisma even without saying a word. Like he just has a swagger about him that you like. Um, and, and I couldn't agree with you more. I do want to uh, go back to the chat room, Tom, because we've been challenged here. A uh, big Josh says uh, quote, my old lady doesn't think y'all are live. And, uh, I mean, this ought to show it now because uh, you're in trouble now because we just let her know that um, you called her old. Oh, that's not. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Josh. Yikes! Hey, we got some tips. Email us gmail.com. We'll get you. To if Tom's married now. I've been Thank married for a long time. Man. Like we can, we can help you. We can help you. Stay away from the old lady. No, no old.
0: old. It's O L apostrophe in the future. Old. Yeah. Old. O-L. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old, old not old. <laughs> old. There you go. Just. A, right. Uh, a mm. tip for the well-rounded wrestling fan there is uh, never say old. If you're going to do it, O L apostrophe. All right. So now let's get back into some AW dynamite. After that trios match, we had the pinnacle respond to the stadium stampede and oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. This, let, let me say this before we continue, because I kind of feel like our tone and our reactions are m- making us come off as curmudgeons. I did overall enjoy dynamite and compared to raw or even most of SmackDown. It's great. But for the standards that dynamite has, this episode was subpar. And this was the definition of an I this should have ended at double or nothing. I don't want to see more pinnacle versus inner circle. And on top of that, I don't need the we all stand together but i'm only talking to one person
1: and he, mm, let me take myself off mute here because i'm a professional tom listen um all that aside even the big beef i've got with this is the crushing the car thing why are we still doing this in pro wrestling who gives a shit? i'm not paying that motherfucker's car note i don't care that their rich fucking limousine got beat up, and they're gonna call a fucking another you know car service to get home. If this was like Eddie Kingston, a working man hero, and his 2003 Toyota Camry that the window doesn't roll up and there's busted headlight, and then they take that, steal that, and now he's got a bum a ride to the next town, then I care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Why would I give a shit? Who gave a shit that their limo got busted up? Well, uh, no one. Honestly, and it was the
0: heels because then you're supposed to think, like, oh, they got them, they got one over on them. But if they're rich, then they're just going to get another one. So who cares? Here's the thing that I will say, though, uh, about the segment where they have done it well in the past is remember when Santana and Ortiz took out uh, Chuck's mom's van? Yes. That has some yes. sentimental value. And, and again, the
1: van, but the van already had we had already come connected to to the mom the and right the van that's what I'm represented saying. the mom and, and yeah. like yes there was an already this was the like second time we've seen the limo and we don't know it's theirs it's a rental right. that's like, the fine. thing
0: is if you want to do car spots you have to have like you said some type of marriage to the car or some type of relationship established of why the talent or the wrestler cares about the vehicle if it's just random vehicle on friday night who the fuck cares? That has no that has no significance to a viewer who again has no relationship to that car. So yes, inner circle takes out the thing. My biggest beef though wasn't even that because I get it, right? We got to continue the feud somehow. Well, how do we do it? We're taking your shit out uh, of commission. Okay, but so okay, so it's inner circle versus the pinnacle, right? Yet hmm. I have yet to fucking hear that. FTR1 has beef with Chris Jericho because the only fucking person FTR1 and FTR2 are talking about are Santana and Ortiz. And I haven't heard Ortiz say anything about how he hates Wardlow. It's always about FTR1 and FTR2. And same with Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. Now, Sammy Guevara is starting to flirt with the idea of fighting MJF. So I like that a little bit. But each of these segments is just one-offs so it's like you're not even really a like faction warfare you just have beef with that one person over there yeah you know
1: yeah you're just friends of my enemy or you know yeah whatever. like eddie friends kingston yeah, yeah right. like, like what eddie my, kingston's yeah,
0: saying with pinta but yeah. yeah just i i need some some intermingling i want to hear wardlow has uh uh beef with sammy guevara i want to hear jake hager go after sean spears like mix it up a little bit stop being this i don't segmented- think you want to hear that well, you'd get what I'm saying. Oh, fight! I would. I would like to see them fight yes, each other, but right. I wouldn't like to see a promo. Right, I agree. <laughs> uh, all right, so now let's get back to it. After we get that rant in here, next up we had the TNT Championship match: Miro versus Evil Uno.
1: Yeah i think this was a home run i think everybody did their role well here i think i like the fact that like uno got offense without it being like at the detriment of of Mm -hmm. actually looking strong to Miro. it was all opportunity it was by chance it was Miro being too cocky in a moment or whatever um and evil uno for whatever it's worth i like this guy more every time i watch him he's he's like developing like a swagger to him and, and a kind of a a personality even behind the mask And I think the Dark Order helped kind of cement this in as like, we were really like, God damn, I want this guy to win. Uh, And, ah, but too bad. You're not beating Miro. Look at that guy. Look at him. Good God. I agree.
0: (laughs) I think Evil Uno is the... The coolest dork in the room i think he's going to tell you about how he has the highest score on frogger or whatever like, the fucking game the coolest is coolest dork
1: in the room might be the name of this episode yeah i mean he really <laughs> is
0: right he's the coolest dork in the room yes right because if you're like okay maybe i'll flirt with the nerd things right maybe i'll play a game of dungeons and dragons and then once you start to play that game everyone's like evil uno's
1: the he's the guy, guy at the party that's actually going to bust out a dance and you're going to be like oh shit and then you're be like that one actually yeah, kind of cool okay. man. he's got some right. swing. Yeah, yeah everyone's <laughs> like
0: oh fuck, okay this is going to be really bad for him and then he pulls it off or like he's the guy that tells a joke like knock knock and everyone's like god damn it man don't don't finish this and everyone ends up laughing and you're like okay all right don't say another one but good job pal good stay on high retire retire yeah i will say this though about the the lead up to this match uh as much as Brody Lee is a you know driving force behind the Dark Order. And for as long as the Dark Order is around, he should be the driving force. But we kind of did the whole I want to win the TNT championship match for Brody Lee when 10 faced Darby Allen. So I don't know if we want to go to that well too many times when it's you know John Silver challenges for the heavyweight championship and he's going to do it for Brody Lee. It's like, let's not abuse. You're going to
1: cheapen that at some point. Right? right?
0: Exactly. Because to, 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 uh, the defense of what I'm saying here is my wife who kind of checks in and out while I watch, uh, dynamite was like, didn't they already say this? Oh, I was like, well, but evil Uno's also in that group. And she's like, oh, okay. I got it. And then I was like, if casual people are getting confused again, let's, Let's not just yeah. Because Ten
1: wrestled for that reason, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Blah, if, blah.
0: if 10's gonna wrestle for it, I understand. And if everyone wants to wrestle for that, I get it. Like I'm not saying abandon it wholeheartedly, but don't do the whole. This is a big night. This is when I'm gonna do it for Brody Lee, and then you also come up short. Because then it's gonna seem like maybe Brody Lee didn't teach a shit. Because all you guys keep fucking losing. Like you know what I'm saying. Like if you guys are all doing this for Brody Lee and you're all fucking losing.
1: Yeah. 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 He's weeping and (laughs) yeah. Like he ain't too happy about this Uh, shit. So maybe
0: stop saying Uh, his name. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But Miro looked great. I'm excited to see where Miro goes from here because he took out evil Uno before that at double or nothing. He took out Lance Archer, who was the big bad monster here. Where do you think Miro goes? Or does he just become this wrecking ball that bounces into just all the baby faces?
1: I think this is a great way. When you don't have like a solid idea, like they knew, all right, we're gonna give Darby Allen a run with the TNT Championship, and we're gonna build him up to something. If you don't have that person right now, then this is great to let Miro just like put a boot down the throat of anybody that tries. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just make it seem like, and that's how you could build that next star. Somebody's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna figure out a way to bring down this monster. So I kind of hope they do that.
0: Yeah, I just want someone to to. Have a storyline with them. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it just to be one-off championship matches. Again, it works right now because he yeah. is establishing himself as the big bad monster. But someone needs yeah. to to wrangle so him I in think a little bit.
1: This would have to be a long-term one, the way I'm describing it, right? Like nine months, right? And yeah, it's going to be a couple of these one-off matches, and then somebody gets tough and it's like I can do it, and they come close, right? And so they get another match, and then we get this little like to the pay-per-view. Next, Miro still gets them then that happened, you know, couples couple squashes, squash, squash, then another guy, and then next on you know, onto the next pay-per-view. And then finally somebody is like, I'm a dinosaur, and he you know what I mean? <laughs> like finally. Well, gets so it.
0: that's what so, you know, as longtime listeners will know, my favorite promotion is ECW of all time. Although AEW's coming close, I will say that. Man, these two years have been off the charts entertaining, but ECW still has this special place in my heart. I think if you're going to have Miro be this wrecking ball champion, the way you combat that is you have, and again, follow me here. I'm not saying do it story for story, like mirror it exactly. But in ECW, you had a wrecking ball named Taz, and then on the other side, you had this homicidal, genocidal, suicidal Sabu. And they were building up parallel to each other until they reached an apex where they said, like, hey, there's not enough room in this promotion for both of us. So we got to figure out who's the top dog here. That's how I think you do it. Now, you could have done it with Darby Allen, but Darby Allen already lost to Miro. Now, we'll see where this goes with Darby Allen. But someone like that to where it's not just a monster going up against a monster, but a monster going up against, you know, someone not afraid to die. One of those kind of things, or even a jungle boy who's just like, I'm the best wrestler in this ring, something like that. I would think that's what I'm wanting to Mm -hmm. see out of this Miro championship run.
1: Hey, you—you might know this. Um, big Josh is asking: are, are they? Are they still? Are they Friday night? Tomorrow night? We're recording this on Thursday yes. night for anybody so, not watching live. When it's, you know, on yeah, a we
0: are live. This is a Thursday night that we're recording this. They are going to be on tomorrow night at nine o'clock. The big match for tomorrow night is an MMA fight between Jake Hager and Wardlow. And then next week, so this week is Friday night, but then the following week is going to be on a Saturday night, and that's going to be headlined by the world championship match: Kenny Omega taking on jungle boy so yes. that's what we got friday this right. week saturday and two weeks so and
1: then back to even, wednesdays
0: then back to wednesdays after the nba playoffs are done then we're back to wednesdays playoffs playoffs man i tell you what god dang quick side note nba yeah. playoffs how many fucking people are getting hurt everybody i just it's like this is the walking wounded i don't even yeah
1: you know this is the the it's also the season back from the from the Pandemic. coronavirus once yeah. so i mean you know I. It's not, I, I wouldn't say it's It's surprising, but I'm not like, what's going on? You know I'm kind of like, oh, man, that's a lot. You know what I mean? I'm like, I wouldn't have thought there'd be that many.
0: So. Well, and it was a short turnaround too. Their off season mm-hmm. was shorter than normal. Right. But man, so many stars are hurt. Anyhow, just a side note, uh, I want the Suns. Sons and four. Suns in four. You've seen suns and four. Yeah. Yeah. Suns and four. four. I can love Game that. How's <laughs>
1: your father like 17 <laughs> times? And it was just like, sons in <laughs>
0: Suns and four. Suns and four. Love that guy. <laughs> Uh, all right, now let's get back to the card here.
1: Didn't they like give him courtside tickets too? <laughs> like the Suns were like, yeah, give that guy seats.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a star now. Uh, 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 what's it? What's it called? Barstool Sports are selling T-shirts where he gets fifty percent the profit. Oh, where it's just Suns it. and four guy.
1: Yeah. All right, we're gonna just start problems at wrestling matches, Tom. We're just gonna go around and get go viral. Well, hey, wear your shirt and and we'll fight each other.
0: Yeah. I'll take a dive for you. Just start punching me in the face. You know, yeah. I'll start. I'll, yeah. I'll try to sucker punch you, but then you take mm-hmm. me down.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the, the shnabits in the corner. Mm-hmm. There
0: you go. Yeah. Hey, shout out yeah. Mick Foley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, next up, we had Kenny Omega come out. And this is where we got the second appearance from Jungle Boy. So Kenny Omega comes out and he's just saying Jungle Boy is a waste of his time. He's a one hit wonder. And then Jungle Boy walks out and he's like, hey, the fuck? But he doesn't Bitch, say anything. Right. But he doesn't say anything. Yeah. And then Kenny Omega is just like, what are you doing standing there? Say something. What you think you're better than me? You think you dress better than me? You're not and Jungle Boy just does the botchamania line of you talk too much. And then we get a pull apart. They're fighting each other. Kenny Omega uh jumps out of the ring. He, you know, he heads to the high hills and we got Jungle Boy looking strong. I kind of already gave you my Uh, assessment of what i think is going to happen in two weeks time but what do you think as far as jungle boy versus kenny omega what do you see coming out of this championship match
1: i um you know i I think kenny omega is going to win i think they're going to try to help make jungle boy look like he's you know tough and took kenny omega giving everything he had and don Callis with some trickery Mm -hmm. um and i liked you know i i thought both fit the roles well here again i just don't I think it's maybe because I'm the, you know, the, the smart Mark kind of like, I'm like, well, I know where this is going. So I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. I wouldn't call this like give them an Oscar or anything, you know right, what I mean? But yeah. I think it's, I think it's good.
0: I think it works. Well, and the using the, I talk too much because everyone in the IWC also watches botchamania. So now mm-hmm. they've got their little, you know, clip in botchamania for the next episode. I think that was kind of smart. The one thing I will say, and this is again, just me, if I could give, aw my two cents is jungle boy is great and jungle boy is a fun name and he comes out and oh, oh love it right all of that's awesome but let's start calling him more often than not jungle boy jack perry because when he walks out in this segment and he's just wearing a black shirt and jeans what the fuck is jungle boy about that right like that says nothing about jungle boy This is when it's Jack Perry's walking out. You know what I mean? Like you can say the game triple H. And I think in this regard, you could say jungle boy, Jack Perry, because when he walks out in street clothes, if you're just a casual fan, you're like, well, he has curly hair. Is that what we're saying is jungle people like that makes no sense. So yeah. Anyhow, uh, that would just be my two cents. Now let's get back into the action. And it was quick. Lance Archer just squashed (laughs) the motherfucker.
1: Dude, I love this. And this is great because coming off the big loss, it it helps to make it look like, hey, you aren't just, like Lance Archer isn't missing a step. He just Mm -hmm. went against a bus saw. And I like that he didn't even celebrate. He just turns around and leaves, and Jake's like, all right, time to go get drunk, I guess. (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll go go get the the check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll go get the
0: check. All right, go back there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this was was great for what it was, right? It was Lance Archer, still a monster. Uh, If you don't believe it, we'll prove it. Here you go. Now let's move on to some women's action because it was right before the main event. And you know what we got to do right before the main event? We got to have a women's match. And it was Nyla Rose versus legit Layla Hirsch. This was good. I don't know if this was going to be something that's going to make anyone's top 10 list at the end of the year, no. but it was fine. No, but I think,
1: it, again, it, it both played the role here. It made it look like, hey, these are two tough, physical, beat you up girls who, you know what I mean? Mean business. And it was a, just a matter of, Hey, one was bigger and better on this night. I think they both came out looking strong, and, I, yeah, I think we knew, look, Nyla Rose is penciled in for this first title shot with the DMD. Um, and nobody's beating the TMD. So, but, you know, so, you know, I, I figured that one was coming in. And, again, both looked tough. Layla Hirsch, they got to plug her up again. Mm-hmm. Should be on Team Taz, but.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, we'll see if there is a Team Taz as we uh, move uh, week over week because Brian Cage looks like he might be leaving old team Taz and we'll see what that means for the rest yeah. of team Taz but Nyla Rose gets the victory uh, after the match Tony Schiavone caught up with uh Dr. Britt Baker D M D and I thought this was kind of cool where she said Nyla Rose needs this title match because she needs the, the she title needs the title or well, she, she need, the title yeah, makes she, her yeah. yeah she needs to have the title to make her legit whereas Doctor Britt Baker legitimizes the title. Yeah, eh? it's
1: good. That yeah, was, it was good.
0: I like that little line. Yeah, that
1: was good. She's the best right now. I mean, she's just must see TV when she's on, and I'm here for it. I love it.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say we need to go Chris Jericho like where we're having 15 minute segments in front of a crowd cutting promos off of just whatever, right? But featuring her every episode in these little in and out segments like what she did here with tony giovanni is perfect and then let's get her back in the ring and again the money match is the it's the lights out part two for the title that's that's where the money is and hopefully we yeah, don't Thunder remember. rosa thunder rosa and her Bring lights in out too thunder bowls mm. so let's get into the main event it was hangman adam page and dark orders 10 taking on powerhouse hobbs and brian cage and this is where we're talking about team taz Uh, Not everything's too great in the world of Team Taz. Hangman and Ten get the victory here. What did you think of the match?
1: Uh, They're slow playing this. Team task turmoil thing, which again maybe Ricky Starks is injured, so they want a slow play to get him hurt or healed up and mm-hmm. and whatever, and that was fine too because then I, when Cage was going after him, I was like, oh shit, shit, hey man, hey, hey 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 hey, don't make him fall backwards, like let's let's not get him really hurt here. um And the Dark Order thing again, like we did it earlier in the show. I, I mean, we're behind it, we like them, but and I smile when I watch them, but I, it, they're not doing much, right? Like it's. You
0: know, well, so I don't think they're doing much and I don't necessarily hate that because I think where they can do all their fun stuff is on the secondary shows. You feature them a little bit more getting victories on dark over some tag teams that we don't know about, or maybe having a tough match where Colt Cabana loses on an elevation that those are perfect spots for where the dark order is where I'm starting to get a little bit nervous or maybe even frustrated. I'm not exactly sure what the emotion I am feeling here with hangman is. Is that he's the number one contender. It's time, I think. I know we got the Jungle Boy match in two weeks, and that's great. can't, you know, looking forward to it. Jungle Boy Jack Perry thinks it's going to do great. But let's start having Hangman either have a crisis of expectation or the drive to overcome a former friend. This is where we need Hangman to be like, hey, Dark Order, thanks, guys, so much. You got me to a place I didn't think I could get to kenny omega your ass is mine i'm kicking the shit out of you like that mm. i'm ready for hangman to start that ascension towards kenny omega
1: yeah yeah shout out to josh letting us know that once again i was muted this uh um, system has been giving us the fits big josh you'll remember from being a long-time listener the technical difficulties still plague the spanish announce table there's still a demon watching over it's us the, <laughs> it's know? the
0: colon of this mm-hmm. of this podcast it's the mm-hmm. spanish announce table colon technical difficulties i mean that's just that's right as sure as the sun comes out in july we will have technical difficulties
1: yeah if we ever have to rename the show for whatever reason if we are in a legal battle technical difficulties will be the new name (laughs) of this show um, and all I said was, every, I think Tom summed it up anyway. You know, I said Dark Order isn't doing much, and um, you know that's where it's at. You know, I, I again, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think it's fine. You know, I mean they're they're better off on the other shows because like they're they're not doing a big deal, so let's not overload them on dynamite. But these were good fits for tonight. What you, you know, for the show.
0: What do you think about Hangman though? What, what do you want to see out of Hangman? Because I don't know what else he can do because he's already lost yeah. the number one spot and regained it by beating Brian Cage.
1: I think the only thing to do is to hammer home the thing we've asked for, right? Like, get him depressed, get him drinky, get him, you know what I mean, down and out, and then he's got to have a redemption story. I don't even necessarily care what the redemption story is, right? Against it's Omega's friendship back after Omega, you know, dumps Don Callis and goes face or something. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, that could be a good good one. I just came up with that, right? Like, after the end of of Heal Omega, right? Something, right? Something kind of. Tears him out. I don't have an idea right away, but unless you got one.
0: Well, I think the fun story would be now that Hangman has got the Dark Order to get him into a spot where he has that confidence again to be Hangman Adam Page, he says, I'm going after Kenny Omega. But because Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are all heels and friends together, as Hangman sets his sights on Kenny Omega... They, knowing him better than anyone else, chip away at that confidence, right? They're like, hey, but remember, man, you were the one that took the pinfall when you guys lost the championships to the FTR guys. You were the one who lost that number one uh, spot to Brian Cage because he couldn't focus. And then we see like what you're saying, the the depression, the self-doubt, and then that gets him all the way down. Then something who maybe it is the dark order comes back to save the day or something is the catalyst to switch it on a drop yeah. of a dime and then get him and then again riding in on that he has to ride in on a white horse when he beats Kenny Omega if he doesn't ride in on a white horse, what the fuck are we doing, man?
1: It's got to be a white horse it has oh. to be a white horse, and he's got to have a, a whiskey in hand
0: oh, I mean just picture it, just picture the the scene of just Kenny Omega and the young bucks coming out looking like the dumbest versions of uh handicapped HBK and Diesel walking out there and then they're just you know circle jerking each other and loving it and two-sweeting each other's assholes and then you get Hangman coming out stoic no fucking music no music just stoic and gets off the horse then the music hits and he makes his way to the ring oh fuck you you know you sissy boys you're about to get your ass you sissy boys yeah i tell you what sissy boys, hey, you you what. Sissy boys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was aw dynamite we again it's a friday night i don't know if they're necessarily gonna be doing too many uh out of the wall you know off the wall kind of ideas or matches we're kind of in a holding pattern because of the playoffs although we did get andrade uh, two weeks ago, and we're going to get a sit-down interview with them tomorrow night. But with all that being said, I don't know if they're necessarily going to pull the trigger on a big title change or anything like that. Uh, so it was a good, good episode of Dynamite. Yeah. not their best.
1: Yeah, I think their ratings have been down due to the Friday night things, which are you know typically is a thing. Um, Correct. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm excited, though. I mean, they're still putting out good content, so I'm, I'm down for
0: it. It's the best content, I think, still, even compared yeah. to how good NXT is uh, doing right now. But yeah. they're, they're doing it. And
1: good. let's get into that. Before we get into that, one more time to Big Josh in the chat. Anybody else can join the chat. It's not just the Big Josh chat. You know? I mean, we like the Big Josh. But he's probably looking for, you know what I mean? He wants to make friends, too. He, he probably barely even can stand us. You know what I mean? So I can barely stand like, myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, boy, do I got stories! All right, so (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you said that about NXT because I think NXT. Now, granted, they had two shows to do this with, were the best programs uh, Mm -hmm. of the week. Now, let's just let me let me transition over here, and Todd wants to hang out with us. Todd over there. NXT in your house. I'm going to run through it. We're also going to touch on kind of the NXT fallout as we go along because there was two major things from that. But feel free to chime in if I don't mention anything else, Tom, and anybody mm-hmm. in the chat room. But uh, NXT in your house. First of all, we, you know, they've done this before, but what do you think of the NXT in your house with the nostalgia, the colors that are not the black and gold, you know, that kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think this is the last time I want to see it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to see Michael Hayes again. I'm tired of Michael Hayes. Yeah. Because here's the thing: now you're starting to become a nostalgia act about the nostalgia act, right? Where it's it's in your house, so we got to get Todd Pettengill in there again, like.
1: Yeah, uh, and you can't do this so many more times, right? Like it, it you can only do the same joke so many times. I'm that's not what I'm saying. Get it by next year that you did the Rock'em Sock'em Robots or whatever. As cool as that spot was, mm-hmm. you know, with Dexter Loomis, yeah. which I I don't have that in my notes. Let's talk about that, right? So you know todd's doing all the things he's got the rotary phone he's got the whatever right the VCR. vhs yeah, yeah whatever and uh he's gonna play the little you know fighting rock i think it was Rockham. so whatever mm-hmm. and it's dexter loomis and he's like so how the ladies treating you and he just snaps that thing and he's like yeah you won you won i mean all that's fun but next year when you do it it's gonna be like all right this is pokey now
0: yeah uh I, like i said i think this was good but if we were to have it in your house in October I don't necessarily need to see the same jokes and,
1: and notwithstanding I um I think oh look Miro's back look at that see if you're not watching the uh YouTube and you're only watching you the podcast you have no idea what we're talking about shame on you shame on you let me fix that so anyway uh all right, yeah we can get on. I would like to see the NXT contemporary take on the in your house yes right? like that's what i'm
0: waiting for yeah, i'm waiting right. for for you know not to jump ahead too too much but you know we have now a new million dollar champion i want to see what a million dollar champion looks like in 2021 because back in the day i knew what that looked like it was limousines it was you know uh jets and all of that stuff but things have changed right what's your cryptocurrency what's your fucking uh, twitch handle what's your twitter followers like that's a little bit different of the ballers in 2021 so yeah. let's update that
1: well and more on that as we as we go through but let's start off right away we had a big six-man tag match for two titles the tag titles and the north american championship thick boy colossal bronson reed and msk taking on logato del fantasma um i thought this was a really energy-filled match right um there wasn't a whole lot to digest i think story perspective i mean i think we understood this was either logato was winning this or end of that right yeah you know like i
0: it. thought this was a paint by numbers multi-man nxt match i mean it had all of the same things we've seen every time someone went through a barrier hey there was a kick-up spot hey there was a hot tag hey there was cool trio uh moves it was like yeah okay okay i don't here's the thing that i uh, that wwe needs to have a come to jesus uh meeting about for as often as it fucking happens you guys have to stop acting like you've never seen someone get knocked through a barrier it happens almost weekly when braun Strowman you know, was on the the roster before he got fired he was doing it every week like so we gotta stop with that
1: i was listening to and we'll pause get back in, in your house in a second i was listening to busted open and it was shortly after um jimmy the raw new guy what's his name oh jimmy smith who jimmy smith beat you um, your ass he um he was on there just discussing like his first time doing the show and he said the thing they kept telling him was you've got to be excited that's the reason they got rid of adnan Verk. they like you've got to act like if, if the people hearing you like anybody oh, body slammed them through a thing like cool right and and i get that but like sometimes it you know if it's the second time it's happened in the match guys you know this is the wwe
0: well and I think you can get excited in a different way than just high-pitched voice and acting as if you've never seen
1: it. You can yeah, say like – it's not shock. It's like, man, another one. This is yeah. insane. He's put up through two of them. Like yeah. the, the, the cr- destruction. Right, that kind right. of – Right, you can be in awe
0: of destruction. You don't have to be surprised of a spot. That's the thing that I think I'm tired of is yeah. as often as we do the big guy runs little guy through a barrier, we are got to act like we've seen it before. If-
1: if I'm a WWE commentator, anytime two opponents are outside the ring, I'm assuming one of them's going through that barricade. I'm ready for it.
0: Right. And that maybe even allude to that. But like, you know, this barrier has been uh, you know, destructive. It's the for...
1: new Spanish announce table. Essentially. That's our it new is. show name. If we ever have to change this, <laughs> we're the fucking ringside barrier, or whatever the <laughs> fuck they call that thing. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I like it. It is the new fucking Spanish announce Everybody goes through the goddamn barricade. Yeah.
0: God damn you. Yep. Yeah. man. that's the observations you get at the Spanish announce table. You're not gonna hear that on busted open nope.
1: radio. No, you sure aren't.
0: Yeah. But anyhow, with this match, again, I wasn't the biggest fan of it because again, I felt like it was paint by numbers. Um I still think the wrong team won. I think it would have been cooler if the faction had all the titles and then you get some dissension with thick boy and MSK and then you see where that goes but I think a faction having all the titles elevates them obviously we did it with undisputed era why can't we do it with some minorities I think that would be cool and again the lucha libre uh, gimmick that they got going on I'm invested in I think they should have won but. I'm not writing, so
1: whatever. Oh, I agree with you. I think they should have won. Because, I, again, I don't, like, MSK's fun. Don't get me wrong. And I want Bronson Reed to be a thing. Oh,
0: I like Bronson Reed. Yeah, I but like But I Bronson just,
1: I, the, those tactics, if you're looking at, like, we can go this way, or we can go this way, hot damn. Yeah. I Going go with, with the them, having the time. And, and to WWE's credit, they beat gimmick matches into the ground, but we have not had a whole lot of these, like, Multiple competitors with multiple titles on the line Mm -hmm. all at once, right? Right. They, They don't do that a whole lot. So one of these times, like, I don't even know that I've seen it where they've pulled the trigger on it, right? I don't, have they done that?
0: I can't think of it. Yeah. I can't think of it. I mean, maybe WCW has done it, but I can't think of WWE doing it. Um, what I will say, though, about Thick Boy that I did applaud him on is one of the spots where he just sat on one of the guys. I think it was, yeah. I don't know. But, like, that's the typical yeah. casual wrestling fan would say. That guy would sit on you and crush you, and he did it. So I like that yeah. spot.
1: Um, uh, big Josh in the chat pointed out. He said he thinks once they go back in front of a live crowd, that barrier destruction will start to fade away, and that's probably, there's probably some of that.
0: Or they're going to do the one right in front of the uh, timekeeper. Yeah, Remember, it's always the timekeeper it's one. It's the timekeeper yep. barrier that they go through. But, yeah, I, I think, Josh, you are right. They, they might get away from it a little bit. But, again, act yeah. like you've seen it before.
1: So, Mercedes Martinez taking on Zia Lee, And it looks like this is going to continue. I mean, the match was fine. But, like, then she loses and then still gets beat up by, by what, Mei Ying. And so, mm-hmm. now it's going to be her and Mei Ying, maybe? I got you know. I, they still aren't really telling us much about this Mei Ying, Xia Li, whatever they call that group. Yeah, I don't like, get what, it. What is that about? I, it's it's fun
0: in the moment. I will say that. When she walks out and, and the lady takes her seat and that guy accompanies uh, her down to the ring, I'm invested. I don't know what's happening. It seems like a really cool kung fu movie that I'm about to watch. I'm all into it. The bell rings. The match happens. It's fine. I just don't understand if Mercedes Martinez is going to have a chair at the end of this segment and look strong and go after the big bad, you know, witch or whatever she is in the chair, then why can't she just win this match? Why is she got to lose the match and then also get her throat taken and thrown into the seats? Like you made her look like an idiot twice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Hey, man, Big Josh, I'm glad he's in the chat room, man. He's giving us, us uh, fact-checking gold now, too. Uh, he says, HBK and Diesel versus Bulldog and Owen. They, the titles changed hands, but the decision was reversed the next night.
0: He's oh. right. He's right. But So it wasn't tech. I mean, yes, but mm-hmm. then they reversed it. So not technically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's an asterisk. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hmm yeah fact check
1: that Mm. josh Fact check that all right um (laughs) now we got into one of the fun spots of the night and then we'll follow it up also with nxt on wednesday uh or tuesday excuse me uh cameron grimes la night the million dollar championship ladder match to the moon um i love this we cemented in uh, Cameron Grimes is a baby face in this match yep we really hammered la Knight as the heel yeah uh, the right person's holding that title mm-hmm. and then let, let's talk about the match before we cut into the fallout from it what do you think of the match where we ended up going into NXT I
0: yeah. thought it was fun again I think they did everything as much as they could safely right there was no moment where I was like fuck what are you guys doing right like it, there was no like you don't need to do that we all know it's you know theater here uh but with that being said it, it was physical it was fun there was some good moments there i like the gold ladder right i like that yes. the gold ladder was it was uh the, the ladder that yep. they climbed to get to the title so it was it was a fun match
1: and i thought grimes was gonna get it i thought that spot i was like all right he did it and then la night comes in at the end i'm like oh oh yep.
0: and then grimes falls into another ladder on the outside yeah. oh bouncing off that yeah. son of a bitch like a ping pong
1: so, and, and that's great. We get the visual of him holding the belt. The fireworks are going off behind him, right? Like he's Shawn Michaels and, and it's, it's or Razor, right? And it's all going great. And uh, we, we flash forward to NXT on Tuesday. And he's got the million-dollar man, does LA Night. And he's telling him, hey, love you. You're my hero. You were what I tried to be. Like, all this. Like, this is a dream. Like, I want you to seriously know that. I need you to know that. And then, whap, just like. Hey, now I don't fucking need like, like, you. Like, I mean, what do you fucking think was going to happen? I fucking loved all this. He's beating his ass grimes to make the save. And it was just, it was all believable. And I loved all of it.
0: And I liked how quick it happened too. It wasn't one of this, one of these things where, uh, you know, Ted DiBiase accompanies him for a couple so of so with Randy Orton and Ric Flair, right? Yeah. It wasn't one of those things where, you know, uh, we start to see dissension and then we see the, the, the turn. It was just like, no, Hey. I'm bad. I'm very bad. I used you. Yeah, I'm bad to my core. Bye-bye, old man.
1: Well, and it's great because not only, like, did he use him to get what he wanted, which we want to heal to do, right? Use people to get what you want and then then expose your plans. But it's that he was so bad and so despisable that he would do that to a guy he honestly admired and honestly (laughs) loved and honestly wanted to be. But he still was like, but I still gotta fucking use them. I still gotta. Yeah. How's your father? Like, I still uh-huh. have to get mine, right? I still have to
0: make sure that mine, my interests are number one, not yours. So, like, I don't compromise. Yeah. I'm the man.
1: Yeah, and I think I was muted again, but you get it. Like, it, it's that, it's that he he was willing to beat up somebody that he admired and loved, and he and we still hate him, uh, or you know, we hate him more for that, even right? Like, he, he's he's willing to beat somebody up. Even when it's somebody that he loves and admires and whatever, like and that's just more like important. that.
0: That's what and I just like. like it was just like that. It wasn't this like struggle or like conscious no. of mind where he had to like decide on what he was going to do. He's like, no, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I it think it the next he knew night. it all along. Yeah. And when
1: he had the chance, he's like, I'm going to have to screw over. Yeah. Ted DiBiase, a guy I admire and would love to be a mentor, but like I can't have that. I don't need a mentor. Oh, that's not what yeah. a million dollar fucking family would do. Yeah.
0: Those I'm are the stupid. breaks. Kid, you know, like I got a fucking stupid. Got to get mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was great. All right. So. Um, and so we're gonna get this a little further, but I think LA Knight's still like, I don't think this title is going back on the line, maybe, but maybe it'll go back on the line between them. But LA Knight's still gonna have it coming out of this feud. Mm
0: -hmm. But what's the payoff? What's the payoff? Mm, I don't know. Cameron Grimes gets his own title, he maybe has his own cryptocurrency.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the payoff is, but I think LA Knight's gotta have the title, right? He's gotta have the title. Because I don't think I don't want to see Grimes Grimes with it like you said last week. That's going to turn into the twenty four seven title. Yep, exactly. And I don't even want Grimes having Million Dollar Man as his manager. Nope. You know, maybe a few fun segments over the next couple of weeks of like, hey. I'm going to set you back on the path of how you, before I was the million dollar man, I was a self-made man and made myself the million dollar man. And here's how you do it. Right. Something like that. Oh, and then they're off. Right. I
0: think it would, I think the cool thing would be as if Cameron Grimes got million dollar man on his way. Right. And he's like, yeah, I get it, man. You thought LA Knight was going to be your guy. He wasn't, but you know what you do? You persevere and you do X, Y, and Z. And then million dollar man goes off and walks about and goes like, you know what? I think you're right. And Cameron Grimes is the one who's the smart guy. I think that's maybe the route we go. But regardless, I'm interested to see what the payoff is, because for all the reasons you said, I don't think Cameron Grimes should be the million dollar champion because it becomes our truth 24 seven title. And I think the million dollar belt looks cool on L.A. night, right? Like he looks like a million dollars with the million dollar belt. So keep it on him for as long as you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon, you know, yeah, Ember Moon, for what she's worth, seems to have a charisma that just in ring that doesn't translate onto the promo platform um, because I think you can get behind. You're like, yeah, she's spunky. And you you know what I mean? Like, but that's about it that I took from this match. You know what I mean? Well,
0: here's what I took from it is going into it. And I think I mentioned this when we did our picks Ember Moon hasn't won a match. Since, you know, pre-pandemic, it feels like. So how was I going to take her credible as far as beating Raquel Gonzalez? So going into it, it was just a throwaway match. And then the finish doesn't make sense. So uh, Raquel Gonzalez's little friend, I can't remember her name, pink hair. She's doing all the things, right? And then we get green hair uh Shotzi Blackheart to take out her right and, and you know gets her out of the picture but Raquel Gonzalez still just beats Ember Moon so it, what were we doing the entire What what's the girl's name her name escapes me right now the Dakota uh, Kai Dakota Kai that's it yep Dakota Kai so Dakota Kai throughout this entire match is doing all these little heel things to help Raquel Gonzalez but in the end Raquel Gonzalez never even needed it. So it's just yeah. like, what were we doing with that story It's a telling? weird
1: dynamic, that Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai thing. I feel like all of a sudden they got a hot shit about Raquel Gonzalez and are like, she's going to be the one that we're going to fast track to success. And I, I'm whatever. I mean, I don't know what their reasoning is because it's not jumping out of the screen. But I think, so she was intended to be the diesel to Dakota Kai, Shawn Michaels. But then they were like, oh, no, she's the one. But there's something working there. We don't want to break that up. I don't know where it goes. I mean, obviously, those two are going to have to come to head at some point, I would think.
0: You would think. But like you said, I think Raquel Gonzalez is all sizzle and no steak. I don't really see what she has. She has a massive back where she flexes it and has the belt. And that's cool, right? She is a physical specimen. Applaud you for all your hard work that you've done, uh, looking like a million dollars you look great getting off the bus, right? She's got the like, I'll kick anyone's ass kind of vibe to her. But why do you need Dakota Kai's help? And I get you're a heel. But that doesn't that doesn't sync with me, right? It doesn't make sense, especially because in this match, specifically, you never needed it in the first place. If you would have used a Heel tactic to beat Ember moon. Okay. Well now we get that maybe all these muscles and maybe all this strength, isn't enough for you to keep the title. So you got to do all these underhanded things. But if you're going to be the Miro boulder that goes through the division, you can't also then have the heel tactics with a sidekick that helps you at every turn, because then how did like what that makes it's too many things, right? So I don't know, this was a miss, but it was more of a miss because Ember moon was such a underwhelming challenger for the belt
1: yeah i agree with you on that one um then we got the nxt fatal five-way cross cole gargano o'reilly Dunn. we put some of the hardest hitting folks in pro wrestling industry into this match Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean they went just fucking at it and um i mean i like that cross still comes away and we're going to talk about the fallout of this of course but this match was i think what we expected right again it's a multi-person match nxt they're going to be all over the place they're going to use every bit of that arena mm-hmm. that they've got they know how to kind of hit their spots and time it well so and we got that
0: and i like the subplots too right so it was Carrion cross stands tall on the contenders for the title and that was the number one story but still throughout this we had adam cole and kyle Riley every turn trying to go at each other's throats and even the finish was kyle o'reilly Trying to get his submission on Adam Cole to the point where he doesn't even let go of the submission when he's being choked out by Karrion Cross. So I like that subplot and I liked the Pete Dunn doesn't back down from anyone, even when Karrion Cross looks like a million dollars and has, you know, all the momentum behind him. Pete Dunne's still gonna say, bring it. I'm the bruiser weight and I'll fuck you up. And then you had Johnny Gargano with the, hey, I'm just waiting for my moment. Oh, here's my moment. Ha ha, sidekick. wow! And then I'm in it. And I might win it. Like everyone played their parts really well for subplots of Karen Cross is the top dog here. <clears throat> everyone, you know, get in line.
1: Well, and that subplot carried over uh greatly into NXT on Tuesday. And we get William Regal. Mr. Regal coming out and tearfully telling us that he's about to retire, that he's kind of lost, you know what I mean? Like uh, security control of the thing, but, but well, going on. Yeah.
0: Well, but the way NXT takeover ended was with William Regal saying, yep. I-, I don't know if I can handle this yeah, too much this chaos. Right. right. And then right. we get to Tuesday yep. where William Regal says like, I'm throwing in the towel.
1: And that's when Karrion Cross comes out, and he's like, you sissy bitch. Like, mm. you little, are you crying? There's no crying in NXT, right? Like, he's giving mm. him the fucking, well, for he's like, say it. I want to hear you say it, that, like, you're leaving because I'm the shit, and I can rule this place through the chaos, right? Like, all that jazz. And then we get the Samoa Joe music. And I like it. Samoa Joe's, like, he, he came out there on his own. He's like, you you said you wanted to see me? And he's like, yeah, not out here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in the back later, but I guess since you're here, Offers him the GM role and he says, nah, now nah, that's you. But I can make sure you're not getting fucked around, right? I'll be the enforcer and I love this. I love the Joe stare downs. I like the Joe, you know what I mean? The Joe character's back. Yeah. It can be overdone sometimes, but I like the the backstage where we got Gargano being a goof and he's like, get the fuck out of here. I like the Pete fucking done showdown. He um, choked I out like Adam this, Cole. He choked out Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, We get to see... Even if Samoa Joe can't wrestle, like we think he maybe can't under the WWE umbrella, we're getting to see more of the actual Samoa Joe that we know.
0: But he can. That's the thing. They said instantly, you can't be a competitor, which that's like a gun in a play. That fucking gun's going off. If you say he can't do it, he's going to fucking do it. So, like, we're going to get,
1: yeah, we're gonna get that
0: Samoa Joe in an in a NXT match. I just wonder, because I do think breaking kayfabe for a second, he is still not medically cleared. I believe I don't try to read the dirt sheets, but again, on Twitter, you just see certain things pop up all the time. Uh, I still think he may not be medically cleared breaking kayfabe. So I'm curious to see does William Regal and Samoa Joe stay buddy buddy this entire time? Cause do we get Samoa Joe you know, doing some tactics, they're not the best of friends, right? Does he do some tactics behind William Regal's back that pisses him off or vice versa, right? William Regal, put Samoa Joe his muscle in these situations that he just doesn't want to deal with right he has to make a tough decision hey Samoa Joe you go do it he's like what I'm not a decision maker hey but I can't make it tonight I ah, remember I got my my bum knee man I can't walk out there and now Samoa Joe's put in these situations and maybe William regals the heel I'm interested in that storyline for as long as it lasts but with that all being said Samoa Joe's winning the title off carrying cross that's where we're going whenever that happens, That's the fucking story.
1: That'll be fun. I like it. Yeah, I think NXT had some of the best storytelling of the week. Yes. Well, especially
0: with just Samoa Joe going nose to nose with every William Regal.
1: Give him one of the best goddamn fucking performances. William Regal can always do this.
0: He is so good at this just old man, you know, living on a prayer. Here's my last uh, hurrah kind of story. He does that better than anyone. Uh but he has to stay around. J he has to stay around just for the simple fact that he has to yell War Games every time that fucking War match happens. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah. to stay for that. So I like where NXT's at. I like and I want this. I want if WWE main roster isn't finding use for somebody, I don't want them just to have to be gone. Like NXT could be its own brand with its own people that never go to what we call the main roster. Like Tommaso Ciampa
0: and Johnny Gargano like they are going.
1: Yeah. This fits here. We had Thatcher Gargano. Like I said, this brutal match. We got Pete motherfucking done. We got cross. Like, Joe's a good fit for this. NXT is not flips and shits. It's fists and fucking barricades. You know what oh, I mean? Like, man. it's just, yeah.
0: Just think of Timothy Thatcher versus Samoa Joe. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus Christ. Pete fucking done. Oh, a triple threat. Timothy hmm. Thatcher, Pete Dunn, and Samoa Joe. Champa even in on this. I mean, like, I. Oh. But no, my my dream one on one match. All of a sudden, the thing I have to see, other than Hangman versus Kenny Omega, Thatcher and Joe. Thatcher and Th- Joe. Oh. That is my wrestling wet oh. dream right now. Oh my yeah. god,
1: cannot yeah. wait. I still love the Joe, and he was like, "Hey, Johnny, do me a favor, man." He's like, "Yeah, what's that?" He's like, "Leave." <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was a good one. All right, NXT in your house. I like where NXT's at and where we're headed. That's good stuff. We're gonna hit some main roster points, and then we're gonna do a Hell in a Cell picks here. Uh, SmackDown. I like the way SmackDown operates the Roman Reigns storyline. It started our show, right? It weaved into the recap. It weaved into the opening promo back into them. And he's like, you better fucking do something about this. And now we've got the story for the night. I wish they did this for more fucking storylines. Not that like every storyline has got to be the same format or the same, you know, like opening a show or something, but like a little more thought of this, like, how we've discussed all the time. This is a circus traveling around. Where are the weaving in and out that we can flow through?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that but, is what we need more of is the bumping into each other. The one segment goes into the next segment that goes into the next thing. Because even though there can be um, segments that are designed at a certain time, right? If If someone has a special announcement or if someone has uh you know the number 1 contender's match obviously we don't need those things to bump into everything else but it just makes no sense that like i want a match and now I walk out of the ring. Hey, someone else walked by. I don't see them because my feud is with that person. It it reminds me of like when they tried to do the bumping around when uh, Drew McIntyre was like, someone take me out. And he walks up to Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman's like, but I'm wrestling Shane McMahon. It's like, what? You wouldn't want to be the champion. Why wouldn't you not think you could do both? You know, And, 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 you know, again, not to toot. The horn of ECW, but ECW did this better than anyone. Where you know you'd start off with a promo with Joey Styles and Shane Douglas, and end up with New Jack beating up Devon Dudley. And so I just I need more of that.
1: Um, Ding Dong, Hello was ah,
0: get the fuck out of here!
1: Look, they're just laughing now, and that's
0: it. And here's the thing. I liked it better when Vicky Guerrero did the annoying heel thing. Yeah. I don't like need was, Bailey
1: to do it as well. This is what I mean. We go from well thought out, weaved in and out, planned storyline of Roman Reigns, Usos, all the entering, all the levels to <laughs> like that's what we're getting. Like that. I was going back and forth with somebody on this about Twitter who's trying to like defend the other fucking storylines. And I'm like, this is not even close to the level of effort fucking talent that they're putting towards the writing here it's so weird it's so weird and it's so depressing
0: for as good as we know Bailey can be that she's went from A champion who's playing Queen of the Hill, knocking off of, you know, knocking down all the contenders and also using Sasha Banks, her best friend to stay in power to doing a show with the worst name, Ding Dong Hello, and just laughing. We've went from that at the start of the pandemic, coming out of it to where she's now Diet Vicky Guerrero. Yeah.
1: And ding-dong-hello would be fine if it took off, right? Like, if nope. she's like, ding-dong-hello, and everybody was, like, going along with it. But it didn't. No, nope. nope. It didn't. And here's where that Thunderdome hurts them. They don't know that it didn't take off,
0: apparently. Right. hmm it, it may be taking off backstage, right? Maybe Sasha loves it. Or maybe, uh, you know, um, hell, maybe even Bianca loves it. And it's like, let me get in a storyline with that. But, man, I don't love it at all.
1: And... Otis without a beard looks weirder than Jeff Hardy's back tattoo, so I don't even know.
0: Yeah, he looks like the bastard son of Chris Farley, doesn't he? Jesus that was Christ. Interesting.
1: Um, Nakamura and Corbin again on SmackDown. Like, again! I don't know what we're fucking doing here. And here's where WWE. This I'm gonna I'll bring up another example later, but this is what they do. They fail to tired cliche strike while the iron is hot. Rick Boog is the goddamn star here get him away from these fucks and get him doing something. We need more Boog in our lives.
0: Or we just need more, more of him and Nakamura becoming friends, right? It's Nakamura saying like, Hey, I hired you to be the guitar player. And then that guy going like, but Nakamura, have you ever tried? You know, and and, then
1: like my favorite smoothie spot down here or whatever. And he's like, well, well, like,
0: you know how they tried to do the silliness of the Viking Raiders versus the, um, the street profits. And it was fucking dumb because why would Viking Raiders be bowling or whatever? If you still wanted to do that stupid ass shit, it would be better served with Nakamura and this guy developing a friendship by doing these act if we want to see why why are they friends how did they become friends what's their relationship like you can do those stupid things of they challenge corbin and fill in the blank doing something and by them beating corbin and whatever the activity is they become closer as friends that's a better storyline than just i'm gonna steal this guy's hat doesn't everyone love that because no be a star remember that campaign be a star your fucking baby face Your baby face is stealing, and we're applauding that. Fucking dumb.
1: Well, and then we get Raw as kind of the go-home show, I guess, right? If we're not getting, uh Well, Friday, SmackDown will be. Tomorrow yeah. will be the go-home. Well, yeah, that'll be the go-home. Well, no, yeah. Hell in the Cell is only Raw, isn't it? No, no SmackDown Ross matches. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the Nikki Cross little engine that could storyline is still going forward, but this one's weird. She's not like... Winning through technical prowess or or sticktootiveness—it's all like yuck, yuck. You weren't paying attention, and I'm always the benefit. So I don't know if it's gonna hit home. It's kind of meaningless. Uh, you could you could use that statement, Tim, on
0: every segment in Raw right now. I there is nothing
1: that is well. Good. Yeah, hold your hands. Uh, Hardy, Cedric, uh, Morrison. I, I I don't know why we're making Cedric to look like an easy fucking win for for Jeff Hardy all of a sudden unless we're going to have him like snap like Jericho maybe I I like what Cedric's doing I like his new attitude but like I don't
0: get it look it it's what are we
1: doing but and here's my next example of WWE missing the boat Johnny Drip Drip is something you need to run with right now. The fucking dripstick, the goddamn drip stuff. You do a little three minute fucking bubble or a three month bubble of that. It'll fade. You sell some t shirts, get away from the fucking Miz for a little while. Like, just, well, there's nothing else entertaining going on about any of it. So at least the one thing that's mildly fucking amusing, run with that. Like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: It's I just, it's bad, Tim. It's bad. And why, why, why in 2021 would you bet that Jeff Hardy should be the future of an angle where he's wrestling Cedric Alexander? When you look at those two, you're saying that you're going to go with the, the, he can beat Cedric
1: Alexander after he got his ass beat. (laughs) Yeah. What good does that say for Cedric Alexander? Uh, Eva Marie versus Naomi and Eva Marie one. Oh no, let's get into this <laughs> fucking segment. Okay,
0: so first off, oh, you got me. Oh, I am ready to go on this one. First off, you bunch of mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging IWC dorks who were getting such a hard on that Eva Marie was going to show up on Raw. Who the fuck cares? She's not even Look, she's beautiful. They have a whole roster
1: of beautiful women. Who cares that she's coming Dude, back? If don't you have Instagram? Are you, are you yeah. like Gone are the days where you should be like, "Oh my God, a beautiful woman!" Like
0: it's 2021. You don't have Pornhub. Fucking be an adult, god
1: damn! No, you motherfuckers got Pornhub. Yeah, we I know all know you Know it? You got I a know it. You're sending yeah. me the goddamn
0: fucking yeah. You always send me the fucking links, you dorks. Here's the thing though. You guys got so fucking excited about Eva Marie, and then they played you, which they should have, and that was great. The 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 execution of you thought you were going to get the return of Eva Marie. It was so controversial because some people think she sucks. Some people think she's beautiful. She's going to be some type of enigma that's going to be eyeballs watching, right? Okay, got it. And then they give you the curveball of like, she doesn't even wrestle and she got the win. That all on story or all on paper is fine. I am not hating that, but... You stupid ass wrestlers on WWE who are mad about the the dumb dorks that are body shaming the bigger girl, what's her name, Piper Niven? Right? From Okay, oh, that's another fucking dumb thing. Piper Niven in your WWE world is named Piper Niven. She's in NXT UK, Piper Niven. And you're trying to tell me Corey Graves, who is the end all be all that knows all things WWE, doesn't
1: that know who the fucking so person bad. is. Yeah, them act, like th- even saying, not alluding to not knowing who she was, saying this person we've never seen before, this person we have no idea who it is. Well, you're extra calling it out, you're extra insulting my intelligence. It's one thing for you to pull the like, oh my god, and this person, and we're like. Wait a minute don't you know this but like you're like we don't even know who this is and i'm like i know you fucking know who this is but you could have you know what though you could have gotten
0: away with it with doing this if Jimmy Smith, who is new to the world of WWE goes, oh my God, Eva Maria's is walking out with this lady. Who would that be? And Byron, who's the babyface that should know it all, or the smart ass Corey Graves, who again should know it all goes, hey, you idiot, that's Piper Niven. And then Jimmy Smith goes, oh, wow, Piper Niven. And then whoever you want to have fill in the details says, you know, She's an unstoppable force in NXT UK, and now she looks like she's on Raw. And then that's all you need to do. You don't need to insult our intelligence. And even if you want to give her a new name post-match, you could have just said Eva Marie says, the winner is Eva Marie. And by the way, that isn't Piper Niven. That's, you know, drip drip, you know, double yeah. drip drip or whatever the fuck her name is. But, yeah. but that's not even my fucking biggest beef with this whole goddamn storyline. Again, I like that Eva Marie got the win, never wrestled. That's great. That's fun. These wrestlers are getting fucking mad that these dorks that live in caves and never seen a real woman are body shaming Piper Niven. And they shouldn't, right? They shouldn't. But you fucking wrestlers get mad at your goddamn boss who that's the whole fucking story. The whole fucking story story is, isn't it funny that the fat chick and the hot chick are friends? (laughs) That's the fucking story. I'm getting mad at goddamn fans when your fucking boss is writing the shit yeah you fucking idiots yeah. god damn i'm so fucking tired of wwe wrestlers sucking the dick of their fucking bosses acting like they're faultless when they're fucking mad about the thing that the fucking boss is doing this is why wwe sucks so fucking bad stuck yeah. in the 1980s dumb fucking idiots
1: and everything else was kind of filler outside of you know i like the <laughs> yeah i mean fuck it what else we gotta say I, i'm not gonna expand on that any better you um everything else i mean rk bro is barely moving oscaria ripley's barely moving alexa bliss with the with the nia Jax thing was a little bit different right okay now it's your friend and this whole like i'm not scared of you you know what i mean like nia jack's coming in she was like you know don't mess with my friend she's like oh please sorry bitch you think i'm fucking around you know like so i'm I like that. But again, everything else on the show is just kind of like, here's this again. Well, I wanted your feedback
0: on this story then. So Alexa Bliss, right? She does the ring type of crawl now, which is fine. But if you notice post-match, she starts to do this like possession of uh, Reginald. What do you think about that?
1: I am fucking baffled at the existence of Reginald. (laughs) Why the fuck is this guy get a fucking, like, 15 minutes of fame in every fucking storyline? Why is he in every storyline? It's like, he's going to come out in the main event match of fucking Hell in a Cell for some fucking reason. Why is he here? I don't get it. (laughs) the fuck? Why are they like, oh, I don't know, what do we do? Reginald, you got nothing to fucking do? Get in there. What the fuck? I don't
0: know. And I think maybe that needs to start to be a storyline of, like, how the fuck is this guy involved with all these things? Like, tell that story. But now he's possessed. Who
1: the fuck is in this guy? Like, I never heard of him before until he shows up. As a sommelier. Yeah.
0: But now he's possessed by Alexa Bliss. I don't, I don't get it.
1: Uh, this guy is he the weed guy? And like, what is going on? Something. He's just like, Hey, can
0: I get on the show? And they're like, sure, whatever. But do you think Alexa bliss bliss now becomes some type of like, cause if she's doing possession storylines, that's a little bit different than the fiend who can do weird things to himself, but not to you.
1: And I don't know what, damn it. Um, I don't know what's going on again with the, with the fiend, but, uh, like without him and his vision, for these kind of storylines, I worry that WWE knows what they're doing.
0: Doesn't know what they're
1: doing. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I I don't, I I worry that they, you know what I mean? Like, I I just don't. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe she's going to be possessive, you know what I mean? Or possessing folks or, or mind control. But
0: Where does that that end though? Like, are you going to eventually get her to go back to being normal? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I just, I don't know. I don't know where, where the end game is with, When you're starting to possess other wrestlers, that just seems like uh, a really bad, you know, you got to go away for a while and then come out on a motorcycle being biker Alexa Bliss. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where you go with that, but eh, we'll find out.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's get into the Hell in a Cell card. We're going to make some picks and I don't know. I don't know why, but we're going to do it. Uh, let's start with the Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler. I think Alexa Bliss is going to win this.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the doll's yeah. going to do something. Shayna Baszler is going to, um, you know. Unfortunately, she might have to go away because I, where do you go after you lost to a doll? Back to NXT. Yeah, something.
1: Uh, something. I don't care. I mean, like, if they're not going to do something with her, get her. If they're not going to let her be Shayna Baszler, then don't use her.
0: I think she'd be better served on SmackDown because after Bianca Belair gets past Bailey, who does Bianca Belair go up against? I mean, you could do Sasha again, but that seems pretty quick.
1: And can we all agree now that this Bianca Belair thing has been a mistake?
0: I don't know if it's been a mistake because I think it was, it was time to pull the trigger on someone other than the four horsewomen. But again, her whole, her, her biggest foe since she's won the title is just someone who laughs,
1: but her call up for up there she i i can look at nxt and see a whole bunch of other ladies that are more ready for this main roster she doesn't she's not comfortable it doesn't look like she is the character it looks oh, like she's i understand nervous to mean. play the character this title doesn't make sense like it just i
0: understand what you mean yeah maybe it was a little too early like for her specifically but i think still the the call of let's get away from Sasha, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, always winning was the right call. Yeah, And, yeah. and here's the thing though, it's not going to get easier for her because now we're going to get crowds introduced and you know, you go to Philly somewhere like that and she starts fumbling her lines or look looking uncomfortable. They're going to eat her alive.
1: All right, well, fuck it. Who do you got? Uh, oh, we said Alexa Bliss. All right, fuck mm-hmm. it. Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio, Hell in a Cell. I'm reading this right off at WWE.com in their order. Um, Roman. Yeah. is not losing this to Rey Mysterio.
0: No, he's not going to lo- Well, he's not going to lose, but does – here's the thing. What do you – so, like, does – so do the Usos help? And then if the Usos help, does Dominic come out? And then, you know what I mean? Like, we got some parts here that I hope we, I hope we don't overbook it, is what I'm saying. In a Hell in a Cell match, I hope we don't overbook this. This storyline
1: has reached a point where I'm like, okay, it's starting to drag a little. This is a near mirror of the storyline we told with Jay. It's yeah. just that now Jay's on the other side. So there's some obvious differences there. Mm-hmm. But if it leads us to the same thing, then you told the same story.
0: Yeah, we need to either pull the trigger and say, "Hey, yeah. we we'll did it again," or do something different.
1: Right. Yeah. So either speed it up or wow me with it. Yeah. Um, but Roman wins. Uh, I don't. You know. I don't know what other shenanigans happened, but Roman has that title at the end of the night.
0: Oh goodness. Yeah. Again, I still think the more interesting story is father son versus brothers in the tag team championship match. I'm more interested in that than Rey Mysterio versus Roman. But we'll see what happens after yeah. Sunday night.
1: Yeah, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair and Bailey and uh, Bianca wins.
0: Yeah, who cares? I mean, poor Bailey. I love Bailey. I think Bailey before she started just going all laughs was doing amazing as a heel. The the early stages of this pandemic when it was before the ThunderDome and she was the SmackDown champ and she was doing the whole stuff with Sasha Banks. I thought that was some of her best work on top of being the Hugger in NXT she's incredible i i'm i am more impressed with her as her career advances each month but she needs to get away from this laugh thing because it's falling flat and again it's a heel thing so it's not something i'm supposed to like but it's also not something i want to hear it's it's turn off the channel or it's turn the channel turn off the tv type of things i don't want to watch
1: yeah it's it's not mjf heat where it's like inspiring
0: yeah, like MJF does the type of stuff where it's like, "You fucking asshole, I hate you."
1: Yeah, annoying person does not make me want a superhero to beat them up. They just want me. I just want them to go away. You well, know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, and even even more so, the annoying villain is like, if you if this was Marvel, which they said they want to be Marvel, right? The annoying villain gets taken out in the first 30 minutes of the movie they're not the end game right they're not the ones challenging batman in the last scene they're the ones that are taken out like scarecrow within a couple minutes so like it's not a credible challenger at the end if it's just an annoying fucking heel
1: right i agree with you um uh raw women's championship rhea ripley charlotte flair there's another one where there's just no story to this. This is just two people in a pissing match.
0: With- yeah, I I will say though, the the part of Raw that made me giggle the most is when they're doing the whole pull apart with uh Charlotte and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte's bleeding from the nose because I think one of the punches actually hit her, you know? And then the the refs are doing their whole stuff and then Charlotte says, "Get the fuck off me." And just like rips her arm away from whoever was, you know, touching her. I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay," are we really mad at each other? And yeah. if they are, then fucking let them be mad at each other. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. like, I don't know.
1: I, I did see a funny, it was either like TikTok or Facebook video where Andrade, you know, um, was with Charlotte player and he had like set up his phone and he went to like hug her. And she was like, what? And he like picks her body slams around and she's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, like, that's more entertaining that's... than the storyline. More oh, entertaining you... than
1: any of this. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. So we can have some fun on this fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause who's the baby face and who's the heel? Exactly. Because I don't They've like this one. line both ways. It's two yeah. heels, I think. It's, it's just and like, two jerks. Yeah. I hope they both lose. <laughs> uh, and the WWE Championship Hell in a Cell match. This one's interesting to me. The Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Because I could feel like I would make an argument that neither one should lose. You know. Oh no, Bobby's winning. I think Bobby's winning. But Something's then Drew's happening. first one, he's losing. But yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be.
0: Something's happening. Up up.
1: Right, right. Yeah, right. That makes
0: sense. I don't think this is going to be clean. I think this is going to be. may. Oh.
1: Is this when Kofi joins?
0: Is this when Kofi joins? Oh, Kofi that's. Kofi in the hurt business. And then, then you get baby Kofi. Baby. Right. And then you get Kofi.
1: Xavier Woods.
0: And Xavier Woods. But no, what I'm saying is you go Kofi, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And then Bobby can do something with someone else. That's how we get Drew away from this thing, is because in a moment of Ooh, desperation,
1: Kofi up again some more.
0: Right? Do that, you fucking dumb shits. They won't. I know. They fucking won't. It'll be a Hell in a Cell for again.
1: Overdone. No reason to have these two Hell in a Cell matches. Maybe None. I can see a Hell in a Cell match for Lashley and Drew because they've had a bit of a, you know, feud. No,
0: but no, because. But I still
1: wouldn't. It's not the, the one I would pick. I'd pick a different gimmick match.
0: Yes, I would definitely pick a different gimmick match because the idea of Hell in the Cell is all of these outside forces, right? If, let's just say, in the case of Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, if MVP kept on interfering, costing Drew McIntyre the, the match, that's what the Hell in the Cell is. It's to contain the violence in one area because you guys are either getting DQ'd and fighting in the crowd or whatever it is, or other people are coming in interfering. That's the purpose of a Hell in the Cell. You know, Rey Mysterio, now I understand the the motive behind Rey Mysterio and Roman, but Rey Mysterio hasn't been getting fucked with by the Usos, you know what I mean? Because I could see Rey Mysterio saying, you beat up my son, I want you in a cage by myself and I'm going to kill you, right? Like, okay, but there's no outside forces that are stopping you from just doing that in a normal match, so... It's poorly told stories to get to a match that doesn't really need to happen.
1: Well, all right. Tom, we've said everything we can say. And it's time to turn it over to the fans. Hey! Listen to what they got to say. And you can do that by, you can send us an email, at gmail.com, But let's face it, it's 2021. Nobody's typing out a long-form email unless they got a whole lot to say. Most people take to Twitter. And that's where you can uh, join us. You can use hashtag TweetTheTable on Twitter. And we're going to read them right here on the show. We're going to start with our chat friend today, Big Josh, the Rebel Trucker. He says, hashtag Tweet the Table, I still stand by what I said the other night. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not feeling Ciampa as a tag wrestler. Hashtag WWE NXT.
0: Yeah, no. He is a guy that needs to stand on his own. He is the man in black. You know, yeah, get him away from all these people. Not to say he's like Dexter Loomis where – you know, he needs to be weird, but yeah, Champa is a curmudgeon old grizzled yeah. asshole. Uh
1: I mean, again, the 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 teaming with Thatcher is about the best teaming they could do, you know, but, but get
0: it away. Yeah. Yeah, get, it get it away. away.
1: I'm done with it. All right. At Devil Vamp says this is not the mural we want. This is the mirror we deserve. We have earned this punishment. All of us, hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, we have earned this punishment.
0: Wait a minute. Are we saying we don't like it? Because I love no, this No,
1: I think he's saying, like, this is the Miro we deserve. Oh, gotcha, and yeah. Miro Punish, you know what yes, I mean? Like, been
0: yeah. totally. Yeah, because Miro right now is the best he's been since he came out on a tank.
1: Yeah, my fucking tank. Oh, um, yeah, sorry. I like this Miro. Kicking ass, not even bothering to take names.
0: If you're AEW, then let's just say <laughs> the next outdoor pay-per-view is Double or Nothing next year, right? They go back to Jacksonville. And they do double or nothing. Do you think they get a tank? I would do a tank again. I would have him come out on another fucking tank. You
1: can't you said he had sex with Lana in that tank yeah. before the bucket. yeah? <laughs> get fucking a fucking tank. <laughs> we all love the tank. Uh, or at least a know, mini tank. Right? Get yeah. a little mini tank, something. Well, right? And
0: we know Lana's going to be going to AEW. So that'd be of the course. perfect way to
1: introduce yeah her.
0: In a fucking tank. All right. Tank.
1: Uh, all right. Back. Oh, by the way, you'll notice the theme here. We only got two folks to tweet the table this week. And you know, what? I'm going to read all the best of theirs. You know, the show, they're picking up the slack for the rest of you fucks. They know how to get this done. This is how you hashtag tweet the table. So, you know what I mean? We want them. Hashtag tweet the table from Big Josh the Rebel Jucker says, Dripstick engaged. What the fuck? Lol. Hashtag WWE Raw. Um, I love. The drip stick. I love Johnny drip drip.
0: Yeah, this is the most interesting he's been in WWE.
1: Yes. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Um they should run with it. I mean like what uh, why not? Like what else are you going to do with John Morrison that's as cool as this?
0: Oh, and especially because how old he is, if he starts doing outdated things around younger wrestlers, like if he asks Oh my God, if you do Johnny Drip Drip, right? And he walks around and then he's like, Hey, who's a young wrestler on the roster? I don't know. Let's just say C- it's Cedric Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Cedric Alexander, right? And he goes, Hey, Cedric Alexander, why don't you put me in your top five on your MySpace page? And he's like, <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? And then Johnny Drip Drip's <laughs> like, Yeah. And you know, like he's just making yeah. outdated references. He's like, Hey, uh, you going to join that AOL chat, huh? Yeah, I, poked you, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> poked you on Facebook
1: earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: poked you on Facebook. Yeah. I challenge you to a match. You know I poked you on yeah. Facebook, right? Yeah, did you get my Farmville the... invite? <laughs> yes. That's what Johnny Drip Drip yes. needs to be, just an unaware, yes. outdated, old guy going through a midlife crisis.
1: Is that us? At DevilVam says, did he just throw a kid out of the ring like a sack of potatoes? Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming here he's talking about a uh, little uh, Mysterio Jr. getting, getting well, he ain't the fucking see you. Yeah, and he ain't fucking, little, yeah, he ain't he little got... either. Yeah, yeah, no, he's fucking. He's probably taller than Reigns, and he fucking just see you. Mm. See
0: in AEW, that's how you film someone going from a high platform to a lower platform. That's the way you do it, guys. Because I guarantee you, he landed on a crash pad. Mm. That motherfucker is not landing on the ground that way. Uh, also, I saw, I don't know if you saw this, but a meme went around to where they put uh, Roman throwing, uh, um, what's his name? Ray's son? Dominic. They, Dominic. They, yeah, he's throwing Dominic, and they made it to the Fresh Prince. Hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. that's Eddie's son.
0: Okay, whoever's son, I don't <laughs> care. But... Um, they did it to the. Uh, remember how in the Fresh Prince, Uncle Phil would throw yes. out uh, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. they did it to that. I thought that was
1: yeah. pretty great. Um, a, a shout out to the last one here. Big Josh jumped uh, jumped in. He says on the chat, he says, "Love Johnny Drip Drip." But how about the drip on Seth Rollins every week? I do like that Seth Rollins is going full in on the on the ridiculous suits.
0: If you see, this is when Survivor Series could be really fun. Is if you keep going with Johnny drip drip and then Seth Rollins looking like
1: this, the King of drip,
0: whatever he is. And then at survivor series, when it's raw versus SmackDown, you keep these two guys away from each other and you do a backstage segment where they think the other one looks ridiculous. That's funny. That is where it looks like two different brands colliding into each other.
1: That would be good. At Big Josh, the rebel trucker says, hashtag tweet the table. Am I the only one that misses the phenom that was fandangoing? Hashtag WWE NXT. Yeah. I mean, that was fun, but I don't think you're going to rebuild it now. Oh, I want the fashion police back.
0: That's what I'm saying. But you can still do the Right. The fashion police were the best. God, ticket. Well, and here's the thing, you know they've done amazing work in NXT, especially because they were one of the first ones to say like main roster sucks. Let's go back to NXT and have some fun down there. But if you've been paying attention, there's no fucking tag teams on raw at all. None. None. I don't even know who the raw tag team champions are right now. Who are, who is it? Who's a raw tag team?
1: Champions? Oh, it's almost an AJ. Uh, that's a problem in
0: and of itself right but then you have the fashion police making fun of almost and then you get a fun story out of that i think they should be bouncing around everywhere that's cap that was funny two weeks ago aj styles the (laughs) cap cap that means lie cap.
1: AJ and Johnny Drip Drip getting into a battle oh, of like being out of touch yes. with the young kids today.
0: If you uh. have this old ass roster, that's what you should do. And then you know who could end that argument? If you had AJ and Johnny Drip Drip talking about Myspace or Zanga or AOL chats, you have Jeff Hardy come out and be like, We don't do that. And then doom and they all fucking dance and then you get all old Good. guys, you know.
1: Be like, I've been waiting for you to finish your play on Words with Friends, and you're not even fucking.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then you end it with Ron Simmons uh, yelling, damn, and that's your segment. Uh, And Big Josh on the chat is right. We're still waiting on their goddamn tag team registration forms. And who needs to call them out on that? Police. It can be fashion police, but it can be some type of police.
1: Yeah. There you go. All right. At Devil Vamp says, have to say Todd back is great. Love it. Nostalgia for the win. Hashtag NXT TakeOver. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And we kind of touched on this earlier. Like, the the nostalgia was fun this time. Great. I don't want it to be the crutch they lean on.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think you said that better than than what I was trying to. It was fine, but, yeah, don't lean on this every time because then I'm going to get tired of it.
1: All right. And final one, and this is one we have not discussed. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Tom, it's it's from at Big Josh the Rebel Truck. Well, at the Rebel Trucker, right? Excuse me. <laughs> it's Big Josh at the Rebel Trucker. He says, hashtag tweet the table. I wonder who these charging battery promos are representing. Hashtag WWE NXT. I think it's a like a losing battery, let alone it's not charging, right? It's it's losing charge. Am I right? Yeah. Or is it charging?
0: I thought it was losing charge.
1: Yeah, I think it's losing charge. And here's, here's my wild-ass guess. Okay. I think it's Bray Wyatt. In a new character coming back to NXT. I think think he doesn't want to be on the main roster anymore for whatever reason. I think... They probably wouldn't let him at this point. He's a marketing goldmine for them up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then who is it? Oh, Ever-Rise. Some fucking tag team we don't give a shit about. No. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Here, you want me to go crazy? I think... It's going to be a returning Finn Balor. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, oh, it's all... of Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, uh, it's um
1: it's Rick Boog. God damn it. Yeah. There you go. Oh, he said it started on zero and moved up. Did big Josh. So maybe it is charging. Maybe that's when we get to hundred percent. We'll see the person.
0: Well, you know who it is? Cause their contracts ending in AEW. it's Chris Jericho coming to NXT. There you go. Is that better than ever
1: rise? that's well a lot is better than <laughs> everice is not bad yeah, I, don't, but, I don't hate when they're on there but they're you know they're never they're never going to be like a huge thing that i see but i mean I, they've got some fun to them well
0: but see t- for me they're diet fashion police like fashion yeah. police does everything they do better so um
1: yeah that's yeah. exactly right well hey man uh, i want everybody to join in on the fun that devil vamp and big josh had here and and join us use hashtag tweet the table you can follow us on twitter the facebook's the TikToks. The YouTubes, all of that. The links can be found at SpanishAnnounceTable.net, the audio podcast, the Spotify's, the, all that shit. There's also donate buttons, there's merch links. We got it all for you here. Um, Tom, any parting hey. words before we're out of here,
0: I guess? Yeah. Uh, fucking stop body shaming. And when uh, it's the fucking organization doing it, call them out, you fucking idiot wrestlers. The Spanish Announce Table.